I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do Hello everybody and welcome to the Covenant Living Broadcast. I'm David Weeder, and it is so good to have you with us today. Praise God. Well, we've been tracking, this is the, this is the fifth part of a message where we've been tracking some things through the Word. We've been playing hound dog, so to speak. But um, if you haven't already, if you haven't watched the previous four broadcasts, I would highly encourage you to go do that. Now, I'm going to recap a little bit today, but we go into some very specifics and, 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 and uh, quite a little bit of detail in each broadcast. And so I would encourage you to go back, watch the broadcast, get all caught up to speed so that you can jump in with us today. Glory to God. Let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll get right into the Word. Father, I thank You for this opportunity to teach and preach Your Word. Your Word is your power unto our salvation. Glory to God. We receive your Word today. I'm asking you to think through my mind, speak through my, my mouth. Holy Spirit, minister to the people exactly what they need to hear. The revelation that they need to receive into their spirits manifested through their minds so that they can apply it to every need and every area of their lives. I pray that I speak, teach, and preach accurately and that the people hear equally as accurately. In the name of Jesus we receive it. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Well, we've had quite an awesome time. We've been we we went through Matthew and the accounts in Matthew and the accounts in Mark about the centurion. In Matthew chapter 8, Mark chapter 4, well, Matthew chapter 8, we talked about how the centurion came to Jesus because his servant was at home sick with the palsy. Jesus said, I will come and heal him, revealing his will to heal. Glory to God. So we talked about that a little bit. But the centurion, it was very interesting. He responded, no, I'm not worthy that you would come under my, uh, uh, to, under my roof to my home. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Glory to God. And Jesus, when he had heard it, told all of those about, all of those that were following him, including his disciples were standing there. And he said, matter of fact, let's go over there. I want to point out something else as well. Matthew chapter 8. In, in verse 8, the centurion said, But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. In verse 10, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, 
not in Israel. So the fact that Jesus didn't have to come to his house, he didn't have to put his hands on him, he didn't have to do anything but speak the word of God. And that centurion had full confidence, full faith that it would be carried out just as Jesus said because he was a man under authority and he was a man in authority over others. And he understood and recognized the power of the authority that backed the word. Glory to God. Now, something else that we hadn't pointed, I hadn't pointed out before, but I wanted to point it out to you. Skip on down. We're still in uh, in chapter 8, but go on down to verse 16. And I want to point out something here. When the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick with his word, the spoken word. So we tracked this through and we talked about how faith in the spoken word was the greatest faith according to Jesus. And then we went over to Mark 4 and um, following the same timeline. Now I do want to make a correction here. I, I, I I said something in the previous uh, two of the pre- previous broadcasts that was incorrect, and it kept it kept bugging me until I, I looked it up. This this account, this timeline is in is found in Matthew's, found in Mark, and it's found in Luke. And uh, I mentioned in Mark four when we were going through the the teaching that Jesus did on how you hear the word. Okay, I mentioned that it was the same timeline, and that if you backed up a, a, a little ways in Mark four, um, you could you could read the account of the centurion, and that's incorrect. The centurion account, uh, Mark did not record that aspect of this timeline. However, Luke did, so it's in Luke. If you back up from this, um, from the 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 event that we eventually got to, as far as Jesus speaking to the the wind and the waves and commanding them, peace be still. Um, if, you, if you look at that account in, in Luke, Luke's account of that event, and back up a little bit, there you can see the account of the centurion once again. So I just wanted to correct that in the interest of accuracy, uh, because I had said it was in Mark before, it's not, it's in Luke. But Mark chapter 4 is where it was after, it was, you know, follow the timeline, it was after when the, the centurion was there. And, and Jesus remarked about how great faith in the spoken word only. And then Jesus went ahead and expounded on that after the disciples witnessed that example, saw the results with the centurion's servant. Obviously, according to what we just read there in Mark, uh, I mean, excuse me, in um, Matthew chapter 8, he went on, he cast out the, the demons with his word and healed the sick. So they saw the power of the spoken word. So then in Mark 4, we actually see where Jesus talks about the sower sows the word. And he goes on down and he talks about how you hear the word. How you measure it is how it will be measured. What weight do you give to the word? And we went ahead and discussed how, you know, in even in the church today, we see examples of, uh, you know, People in the church saying, well, I know 1 Peter 2.24 says, by his stripes I was healed, but there's this cancer. I know that, that the word says I was healed, but flu season's coming up. 
And so they're 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 giving more weight, they're giving more value to the word that the flu season's coming than they are the word of God that says, By his stripes you were healed. And so since they measure it that way, that's the way it's measured back to them. That's what is the result in their lives. And then we went ahead and saw in the example of Jesus saying, Let's depart and go over to the other side. And in Matthew it's actually recorded, he gave commandment to depart and go over to the other side because Jesus only only did what he saw the Father do and he only said what the Father said. So the word of God was, go to the other side. Well, Jesus had full confidence in that word. He had great faith. All he needed was, speak the word only and it will come to pass. Glory to God. So Jesus had no problem. He's sleeping in the back. The disciples... They measured that word. They gave it weight a little differently. They gave more weight to the word, there's a big storm out here, than they did the word, let's go to the other side. And so it was measured that way to them. They had to go wake up the person who gave the word of God a higher place and a higher value to get them to go over to the other side. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because we saw, and I want you to turn with me, to Romans chapter 1. We went and saw in Romans chapter 1 and verse 15. So as, Paul speaking here, so as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. The gospel, the word of God, the good news, glory to God. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ For it is the power of God unto salvation. The power is in the word to produce your salvation package. And the reason I use that word salvation package is because by and large the church world has isolated the word salvation in their thinking and in their minds. All they see is the recreation of of the human spirit so that they can go to heaven one day. That is not a complete picture of the word salvation. If you if you if you look that word up, it means deliverance, it means protection, it means healing, it means prosperity. Basically it, as as Paul says later on, all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Glory to God. <sighs> Glory to God. God said He has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Whatever you need, the power is in the Word of God to produce it. Now, I wanted to draw your attention. We hadn't mentioned this before. That word power in Romans 1. If you do that, look that up in the the concordance and you will find out that that specifically means miracle working power. And if you dig back into it, it literally means the power to accomplish anything possible or impossible in your life. And that, the gospel, is that kind of power to produce salvation in your life. Glory to God. And then in the last broadcast, we went on over into the the first covenant and we went to Psalm 91. Now, I'm going to get my different sword. (laughs) 
All right, so we went through Psalm 91, and we saw how that I got to get my I got to get my right to my right stuff here going. We saw how um and and go back because I'm not going to go through that whole that whole illustration <laughs> again. Um, but we saw in Psalm 91 how there's actually three different people speaking in that psalm. Okay, there's me speaking in the first part of it where I make my declaration. I make my declaration. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. And then I shut up. Now, don't get the wrong impression about that. I'm not saying, you know, I say that once when I'm six and that's it. I don't ever say it again. It's done. That's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm just saying I don't say anything else but this about the situation. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. I don't say anything else. That's my part. And then we talked about how Jesus goes down and He says, Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler from the noise and pestilence. And he goes on all the way down through. And then later on in the last few verses of Psalm 91, you'll see where it switches again into a third person, which is Almighty God. And he says, Because He has set His love upon me, therefore will I deliver Him. I will set Him on high, because He has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer Him. I will be with Him in trouble. I will deliver Him and honor Him. And with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now that's where we're at today, glory to God. And I want to start digging into it. Because this is Almighty God speaking. This is the spoken word that we've been talking about. So, since this is the spoken word of God, and the power of to accomplish anything, possible or impossible, is contained in the Word of God, I think we better find out some more details about what it means, don't you? (laughs) Alright, so, the first thing I want to do is look at a few of these words. It's, it's, It's educational a lot of times. Obviously, the Bible wasn't written in English. So there was a translation that needed to take place, sometimes a couple different translations that needed to take place. And so sometimes it helps to go and get an expanded version of the translation. Because, you know, Hebrew is just like English. One word can have multiple meanings, and it can mean all of them at the same time. And so it's good to dig around. Besides that, it's just a whole lot of fun, glory to God. So one thing I um, I wanted to bring up here, God Almighty, our Heavenly Father, said that because we have set our love upon Him, therefore He delivers us. He makes a way of escape. He provides the answer to the problem. He will set us on high. He will set us above the fray. You know, there's a I do a lot of flying, my goodness, all over the world all the time. And it's a, it's a wonderful, glorious honor to be able to do that for the ministry. But, you know, if you get a faster, higher flying jet and you take off on the ground and it's, you know, it's rainy and misty and cool and yucky and there's storm clouds around and stuff. 
And if you're, if you're just in like a propeller plane or something, you may not want to fly that day, you know, and even if you do, it may be bumping and John, you know, and you, and if you happen to be on a headset, I'm a, I'm a pilot as well. And so if you happen to be listening to the controller, I mean, you get, you hear people, you know, can we go higher? Can we go lower? We got to find some smooth air, you know, and all that. But once you get into a, a high enough qualified, faster jet that's, that's, he's qualified to go higher, man, you just keep climbing, you keep climbing, you keep climbing. And all of a sudden you're on high and you're above those storm clouds and it's all blue and gorgeous and smooth. And there's those clouds right down there, but you don't see any of those storms. Ah, we're back to the storm. You don't see that storm because he has set you on high glory to God because we have known his name if you look up that word name it's wonderful it's because we know his character we know his reputation we know what he stands for his honor and his integrity glory to God he shall call upon me God is saying and I will answer him doesn't that just sound like Jesus I will come and heal him I will answer him. <laughs> I will be there with a solution to the problem because I had the solution because before the problem ever arose. Do you notice that? God had the solution. He said, go to the other side. He provided the solution before the storm arose. <clears throat> and the power was in the solution to handle the storm. The storm was no, no match for the solution that had already been supplied. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, this is good stuff. It's what, what is it, uh, what is it, Brother Jesse said? I'm going to buy this tape myself. <laughs> this is good stuff, boy. Woo! I will, this is the Lord God Almighty, I will be with him in trouble. You know, if you ever feel and you ever think that God's not with me, there's, I'm in this all by myself, at, you can know right from the get go that that is a lie from the pit of hell it says he'll be with you in trouble and jesus said i will never leave you nor forsake you even to the ends of the age glory to god he is with us in trouble but look here he's with us in the trouble therefore he delivers us from it and honors us now that word honor don't let that word get away from you. That word honor, if you look that word up, one of the first things it says is rich. Rich. It also means to glorify and to make glorious. It also means to make great. All but brother David, we're supposed to be humble and lowly. No, we're not. He didn't create lowly. He set us on high. He didn't set us on low. I'm, okay, you need some scripture for that. Okay, let's go. Let's see what he did for Abraham. Now, this is the old covenant. We're a, we got a better covenant with better promises. Amen? All right. Well, let's go look at Abraham, and let's see what he did for Abraham. Go with me to Genesis, and uh, go to chapter 12. Now, 
Let's just start in verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show you. Look at verse 2. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curses thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. And I want you to look, bless God, at the amplified classic version of the translation of the Bible. It expounds and expands on it. And I want you to hear this. And if you don't have the amplified classic edition, just just listen to this. Just listen to this. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you with abundant increase of favors, and make your name famous and distinguished. And you will be a blessing, dispensing good to others. And I will bless those who bless you, who confer prosperity or happiness upon you, and curse him who curses or uses insolent language towards you. In you will all the families and kindred of the earth be blessed, and by you will they bless themselves. Glory to God. So yes, He will set you on high. He will honor you. He will make your name great, and He will exalt you. The New Testament, the New Covenant says to humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. Now, brother, you can try to exalt yourself, if you want to, that's not what's supposed to happen. He wants to exalt you. And there can't nobody exalt you like the most high God. He's the most high. He can raise you up higher than you can raise yourself, brother. And he'll do it and add no sorrow with it. Glory to God and we're completely out of time. <laughs> well, we got a long ways today. We're going to get a lot further next time. Uh, we're going to go back when when, when we... Uh, when we pick up next time, we're going to go back to Psalm 91, and uh, we're going to see some we're going to see some powerful things. We're going to continue on uh, tracking this power of God through the Scriptures. I'll see you next time. But until then, remember that I love you, God loves you, and Jesus is Lord.